Welcome to today's episode of The Growth Zone. I am Christian Bartsch. What is the core benefit of listening to this show? Business leaders in corporate and privately held companies gain insights into trends and strategies that provide them with a competitive advantage in the marketplace. Each episode focuses on an area such as marketing, sales, innovation or funding. That is absolutely critical to the growth of companies, whether they are startups or corporate global players, where management needs to juggle the challenges of market entry or knowing how to navigate the uncertainties of disruptive developments. Mindfeeding is where clarity evolves and helps solving organizational challenges. For those who listen to the entire episode, I have a special surprise gift. I am working on some great guests that are industry leaders in management, innovation and marketing. Let's get started on today's episode. So today I've got with me Vian Smith from a place near Pretoria, that's South Africa. And today's topic we're going to discuss is how to use digital marketing in times where you stand out via personal branding. So before we actually get deeper into our topic, Vian, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Hi, Christian. Thank you for, for having me on the show. Uh, it's such a pleasure. I think marketing in the in today's times is quite an interesting topic. It's definitely not how it used to be. Um, a little bit more about myself. I'm the founder of a company called The Marketing Zoo. We are a, an international company with our head office in South Africa. We also branched out to Australia, America, and then the Netherlands. And we do any type of marketing. We, we always say that any animal is welcome. And we do marketing in its wildest form. And uh, yeah, we can help in a business or an individual with all kinds of marketing from social media, advertising to website development to personal brand development. Um, it's all part of a marketing strategy. And, and we specialize in that. We've got, we've got a, a team of, of really young uh, individuals that are best of the best in, in their industries. And we, we just love building brands and doing marketing in its wildest form. 
Cool, that sounds really fascinating. And as you said to me, you live now in Amsterdam, which is a great place. I just was, I think, two weeks ago, I drove, past, drove through Amsterdam, which is a, wow, fantastic, lively city. Yeah, Amsterdam is amazing. We, we um, immigrated here uh, end of January this year in the middle of COVID and everything. But still, um, we had such a good experience and the nature and everything is, is so beautiful. Um, we've been, it's, it's now summer here um, in, in our industry, in our uh, country. And it's, yeah, it's just amazing. We enjoy living here. Exactly, because before our call, I was thinking, oh, great, you're in Pretoria, then uh, we'll have the same time zone and everything is so easy. Like I'm used to doing with other people who I do business with in South Africa and I always know, okay, Johannesburg, Pretoria, same time zone. But funny, of course, Amsterdam is as well, of course, same time zone as we have. So um, let's look at our topic. So personal branding, when you look at it as an entrepreneur or a founder on that, of course, you you look to people who are doing a lot of that. For instance, one of the most typical examples now in the market is Elon Musk, who, of course, has his uh, his car brand, Tesla, who's got Spacelink and Starlink, uh, SpaceX and, and, and all these other businesses and, and solar platforms and lots of lots of stuff, even the boring company and that. Um, and I think of it, he goes and says something, he posts something on Twitter, whether it's about crypto, about his cars, other kind of stuff, and even simple stuff. And people just jump on it and, and just go. And that's because he's using his digital branding to the advantage for all his companies. And um, it's crazy because before I always thought that some of the shops of Tesla, where you can buy a Tesla, um, that there may be franchise or something like you have in other brands, whether you have BMW or Mercedes or Ford and so on. Not every branch or every dealer belongs to the manufacturer, but actually, there you cannot buy a Tesla from somebody from some other dealer, unless, of course, the car is secondhand. But if you want to have a new one, you can even buy it online. So, how do you think um, can somebody? Let's say, for instance, as an example, to make it a bit easier, let's say I'm I'm buying um, universities, and I think, okay, I need to leverage up my personal brand so that more students come to universities, so that maybe I can even buy some more universities, expand, merge campus, and so on and so on. Then, of course, it would mean I would have to have um, build a brand where people think, okay. This guy is doing this, this. I want to go to this university because maybe he's doing a lot of innovative stuff. Maybe the university has something different to offer than all the other state universities. And as well, maybe people who say, well, I want to go and teach at that kind of university now. How would you go about that? If you were now my digital advisor, uh, marketing zoo, and you say, okay, how, how can we get this done that people just... Go nuts, <laughs> like with yeah. Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think personal branding in in today's era is is really a topic that um, is so interesting. And by the way that you utilize it, if you look at how Elon Musk utilized it to to build other businesses from that, it's it's clear to show that people don't always necessarily follow people, but people follow journeys. I think what what makes someone like Elon Musk so inspirational is his journey. If um, it, 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 it inspires any type of entrepreneur to see where, where, he, 
went from to where he is now. And his journey will always be inspiring. And that's what people follow as well. So um, apart from, from, for instance, uh, someone something like Tesla um, giving a product that's, that's of absolute best quality and, and all of that, um, they also follow the Elon Musk journey that has been uh, carved out from personal branding. And I think that's the, that's the same thing. We All of us have an, a unique and individual story. And as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as someone that aspires to do business, you have to make sure that you're that, that you obviously be the best possible version of yourself, but that your story is unique and inspires other people to become part of the brand as well. If you look at celebrities like um, yeah, like the, let's say the big A-listers in the world, uh, people that they've all they all started their own businesses, and people follow them first of all. And then follow their businesses because they believe in the journey. So, yeah, I think it, it goes hand in hand with, with personal branding is that you need to differentiate on your unique selling point, which is your consumer journey. Yeah, so that would mean then in our example, for instance, then um, I build a whole personal branding and everything. And then eventually people will see, oh, he's got, he's doing this stuff with universities or he's doing stuff with avi aviation or he's doing stuff with IT and so on. And I think, oh, I always wanted to be in IT or I always wanted to be avionics or university or whatever. And I think mm, that's something that appeals because, of course, just an example, uh, not everybody is keen on digging holes in the ground to build a tunnel for the boring company. But there might be people who say, hey, Rockets, cool. I always wanted to be an astronaut. Mm. Yeah? And other guys would say, I always wanted to design a supercars, which is, of course, a total different appeal depending on the person. Yeah, for sure. I think it, it, it all depends on, on the type of person and, and the journey that you, that you want to set out for yourself. But I think it's, it's quite important that you should also get to know yourself when embarking on a journey like that. Because, uh, like I said, yeah, people don't people buy into people, and um, that human element, that relationship building, goes a very long way. Yes, absolutely. And and looking at that, as you mentioned before, you do a lot of things. You've got different offices around the world, and I can imagine that you, when you, for instance, look at it, it's it's very difficult different doing certain kind of marketing and. Australia than maybe in Europe or in South Africa and so on? Um, or do you apply certain things standard and then localize? Yeah, I think on, on, this, on social media's side, it's quite standard. Um, social media is a, is a uniform language around the world. So, so there's, there's not a lot of different rules. Obviously, there's different target aspects and audiences. But other than that, the, the, um, yeah, the requirements are, are all the same. But if you look at other types of marketing, like for instance, billboard advertising or, um, or advertising through podcasts or any types of, of different types of marketing, that's, that's something that is different in each, in each country. But digital marketing, which is something that's, that's so accessible to, to everyone and that has become so important part of a, a business or a journey is quite standard around the world. So, so we, we use that as, um, to our advantage. We've got our head office in South Africa, and we've got a really strong team there. And um, we, I, we just we just focus on the different markets and all use the same elements. Yeah, because when you think of it, uh, for instance, South Africa has a digi 
different digital infrastructure than maybe people in Australia in a big city or people in, let's say somewhere um, in Germany or in, in the Netherlands, Ireland and so on. It depends very much where you are and, and how the infrastructure is and that. And as well maybe the habits. Yes, yeah. You have to definitely the the, the behaviors and the habits um is is different. Uh, it's a different infrastructure to to every certain segment, and you have to get to know that. And and, and there's so many research. I mean, there's no excuse for for any person not to know exactly who your market is because there's so many research that is available to our disposal on the internet, and that is a crucial part which really helps in the differentiation. Absolutely. So. What do you think? How would you do now uh, digital marketing in times where everybody more or less isn't going to events and, and is um, more or less stuck at home? Some of them, of course, are leaving now the home office as, as uh, certain things are, are improving. But instead, of course, a bit volatile, so not everybody can just travel to every country because some of some restrictions and so on. Yeah, I think digital marketing is more important than ever because with people being stuck at their homes and working from home, um, they are also glued to their phones. I think it's um, it's it's going to have a healthy curve because uh, let's say in the beginning of the whole COVID pandemic, uh, yeah, people everyone was almost forced to be at home at the same time and people were on their phones constantly. But then also after a few months, that um, that got to people as well, and there was a time where people then. Um, put away all their phones and did not focus on, on digital marketing. But I think it's got a healthy relationship at the moment. The balance is, is good um, between people being on their phones and off of their phones. But it's definitely a, a very effective era to be focusing on digital marketing because people are still, every, everything is happening on social media. It's almost, uh, in some cases, if, if it's not on social media, it didn't exist. And, and that's how important it, it's going to be. Exactly. So there's actually not never a dull moment in the view of the person. It's just at the time the usage is shifting, especially if people maybe not traveling that much or maybe their holiday plans are different. Kids are maybe doing homeschooling. Then, of course, you have a different schedule where you just can't easily do certain things at certain times. And every country is different. There are lockdowns, no lockdowns, and all the things are just a little bit muddled up to a certain degree but everybody when they have time they want to be online and um, i've seen as well that obviously there's a shift as well and the platforms people have been going out of platforms like facebook there's a lot happening on linkedin i see that that's it's huge what's happening and all different kind of brands even ceos of big corporates they are trying to Uh, appear there more, uh, let's say, close to the customer, close to the business partners, attracting them. To a certain degree, there's well, maybe sometimes trying to mimic what Elon Musk is doing, just that Elon Musk isn't actually really active on LinkedIn. He's, I think, mostly on Twitter, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When we when we do a brand analysis with a company, that's always a question that we get um, when they ask on which platform should be focused. And in return, we then ask the company, can you really afford not to be on any of the most important platforms? So if you don't have the capacity as a, as a business owner to focus on all of those platforms, we would advise to, to then get a marketing company to help you on that. Because like, for instance, um, yes, uh, the, there's big trends happening on LinkedIn and Instagram. 
But it also shows something if someone like Elon Musk is preferring Twitter. So can you really afford to only speak to a specific audience? Because um, we, we do get people that say, look, according to our budget and, um, and our needs, we would like to only focus on Facebook. But we do expect a lot of sales happening and the business to really grow um, out of the norm. And, and, and if you really want to be the best of the best or have like the most effective marketing strategy, you should be differentiated between all the platforms. I mean, if it would be best if you can focus on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. Obviously, it, it won't be possible with a, with a limited budget to focus on every single platform. I mean, there's, there's thousands of them out there. But we all know the, the five biggest trends and, and that will definitely be a recipe to follow. Yeah, and then of course you want to focus there where most potentially the the customers, I mean, of the company is wanting to advertise to to promote and do the marketing, uh, where these customers are actually, because otherwise you're like, for instance, let's say you've got you tr you've got a company that does um, yachts, and they're trying to advertise it on Facebook, and all the typical people who can afford a yacht for, let's say, two hundred thousand dollars or. 500,000 euros or how much, whatever other currencies they are. Um, they might not be on Facebook, but maybe they're Twitter, maybe they're LinkedIn, mm. some other platform maybe. So, of course, when you think of it, you can't, of course. The smaller the company, I suppose, the more difficult it is really to do everything. They have to really focus on one or two things. How, yes. how do you look at that? Yeah, I, I think it's um, some, some of the platforms will allow you to actually to generate leads mm -hmm. and some of the platforms is actually only there for brand awareness. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, so we it depends on your marketing strategy and, and what's the goals and objectives that you have for, for the period ahead. But brand awareness is also something that's really important in, in marketing. We, we mostly have discussions about people saying that I've spent X amount on marketing, so I need to have why amount back in return in the next six months and it's obviously it doesn't exactly work like that because because brand awareness is is something that you that you invest in and over time for instance if you see uh, if you advertise your yachts let's say on um, on instagram you've got these amazing promotional videos and you know that your market is um, on instagram the people that you that you're trying to sell to and uh, yeah and you, and you advertise there you might find people um, liking or, or following the, the account and, um, and in being interactive with the content that might not buy a yacht in the next six months, but they've, they've grown accustomed to the brand and they've, uh, they've really been attached to the journey. And two years from now, when they are in a position that they, that they want to buy a yacht, the, the top of mind would be your brand because they've been a part of the journey. So we always tell our, our customers that we have to differentiate between actually creating leads and creating brand awareness because both of, both of it is important, leads maybe in the short term, but brand awareness, if you really want to stand out above other brands in the long term, is crucial as well. Yeah, and when I think, of it, for instance, let's say I wanted to buy a house, let's say in West Palm Beach, for instance, totally other part of the world in a different uh, niche, let's say real estate or not. Then, of course, it's a, a different game again. Where do I advertise? Do I advertise in Google? Where maybe somebody is looking for houses in West Palm Beach, Wellington and so on, Miami. Or I advertise on Facebook for somebody who maybe might have a thought of buying a house, but 
maybe doesn't intend to move there isn't really sure. So it depends very much. And not everybody who is maybe looking for a house in, uh, in Florida is actually present in Florida at that moment. For sure, definitely. And you also get you also get people referring people. So maybe because um, you now have a friend in Pretoria. So if, if you are following my account and I post something that you see is related to South Africa, maybe you could actually tag your friend in Pretoria and say, look, this is what's happening there. Maybe you should contact them. So it's 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 a much more uh, the, the vision should be shouldn't be narrow minded. It, it's something that you, you cannot pinpoint and say. Because um, it's yeah, the market is actually much bigger than you think, and it's exactly like you, what you said. Now, maybe someone is looking for a holiday home. Obviously, they are not living in that area specifically. Otherwise, they would not have been looking for a holiday holiday home in that area. They they might be living on the other side of the country, but it is an interest of them. So it's something to keep in mind as well. Yeah, and and of course it depends very much as well on the, on the home whether you're buying a home for let's say. Uh, $300,000 or you're buying a house for 2.5 million. Mm. It's a different level. What are these people doing? What's the client avatar doing? Are they on social media or maybe maybe they're just on Instagram, which is sometimes the thing. You can't add links to Instagram, but maybe, of course, in the image, maybe you put some links in there and somebody just types it off and says, oh, I like that house. Where can I find that? Um, Might even hit because it doesn't necessarily mean let's say if i'm the guy who's going to pay pay the the bill at the end of the day and the agent is then happy because he's got his commission and he's done the sale and so on i'm not usually on instagram but maybe my wife is on instagram and she sees that house and says hey cool that's exactly the right thing that we've been talking about looks awesome and so on and then shows it to me i think hmm, okay yeah let's have a look at it <laughs> For, for sure, it, it, it comes from somewhere. It's not always directly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And the same thing like, like with South Africa and so on. Uh, I, I did a presentation two, two years ago in, in Johannesburg and I live in a different place, but I've been traveling to a different uh, country, met someone there, and then we decided to do an event. But we both weren't at the same place where we usually are. And it's an, uh, a crazy thing when you think, okay, <laughs> it's round the corner. But at the end, the Sandton Convention Center made business. <laughs> they could rent out a room. We did our events. And everybody was <laughs> more or less happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. It's, it's really awesome to see how things get together in the last place that you would have ever thought. Exactly, and and the thing is, when you when you first, especially when you travel and you go to a country where you haven't been, I've been, I've traveled around all different places since childhood. I've been in South, lived in South America, in Spain, in Germany, UK, and so on, uh, and been traveling to Canada, USA, different places around, whether it's Ecuador, Peru, lots of lots of places, Australia, and that. Every country has a different culture. Every country has a different kind of attitude. And and for instance, um, Australia used to be a country where big brands used to try out products because they knew if the, the Australians would try out stuff and they would be open-minded and if it didn't work, forget it everybody else because if it doesn't work in Australia, don't, don't risk the, <laughs> the, the uh, insanity of uh, getting offended by somebody who says it didn't work there and you're trying it everybody else and you're just wasting our millions and millions of, of budget for a product that nobody really wants. And if people <laughs> want to buy it and they'll say, and say, hey, it's cool, this is a great product and it's really useful, and you think, okay, let's stay in that direction, in that region, 
that works well. The next region, next region, next region, until it's a global product. But we, of course, as consumers, we don't really notice that because we say, oh, that's a new product. Like, and in Europe, Facebook came and they said, oh, cool, that's a new thing. Everybody went out of MySpace to Facebook. But in reality, Facebook already existed like eight years or so before already. But we didn't register, we didn't notice it. Yeah, it's it, it's so interesting to see how the trends, how our people, it starts from somewhere and then that's the next, the new kid on the block and then everyone jumps onto that bandwagon. And it's not necessarily to say it's it's something new, but it's just new to the people that have never seen it before. So it's exactly what you what you say. Yeah, exactly. And that's the same thing, for instance, now there are these, these different unicorns coming up, like, for instance, Bumble and that, uh, Sesuela, a unicorn from the U.S., it's not new. It's just made its IPO, but it's not a new company. It already existed since, I think, 2014, I think they were founded. Well, so it had a long journey until it actually could go into the market and until the outside world, outside of the U.S., actually took notice of it. It doesn't mean automatically it'll be successful, depending on what they're doing, the product, whether the people outside will accept it. It's, of course... A big question because there's well other competitors, uh, not only place, companies like Tinder and so on, but there are many other things. So it'll be interesting to see. The same thing like with Clubhouse. It's not a brand new thing, but now it had its moment. It's, as Andy Warhol would say, it's five minutes of uh, celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> five minutes of fame, yeah. <laughs> yeah, five minutes of fame. Yeah, that's that's the funny thing. Years ago, I was like several times on TV and so, hmm. Now I've had more than five minutes of fame. <laughs> what happens next? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the the more the many more many minutes you can get of fame, the better. It grows. The yeah, better. exactly. Because then you think, okay, mm, what comes up after? Maybe he said something else as well, Andy Warhol. When you think of it, his pictures are iconic worldwide, and yeah, and he he died like I think thirty years ago or so something, and there's still it's in everybody's mind such little sayings and that and it's a personal branding as well yeah definitely and um it, it was so interesting now when you when you say that um yeah people when something is, is not new but people only notice it now we uh, we take the exa example of for instance like music an artist let's say an upcoming artist is releasing a song by the time that um a year has passed the specific artist is already so fed up with his own music because he's now heard it a thousand times but at the same time there is someone that have only heard it for the first time ever so so we always say as a, as a strategy as well to to companies and and to brands as well that you have to, to to look at your brand as if there's new people noticing it every day if you've been busy with a campaign for the last two months it's not to say i mean literally if you haven't reached the whole world then there is still a lot of people still to be reached so it's not to say that, okay, now you've tried this, camp this campaign, it's not working. Um, maybe it's, it's, it's not working. It's maybe just only it haven't been, it, it didn't reach the right market yet. So, um, yeah, so, so we have to look at our brands at that, through those eyes and decide if, if it's us that are, that, that might be, uh, fed up with the campaign or maybe it just didn't reach the right consumers yet. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. And uh, speaking of uh, reach and all these things, 
was great having you here on the show. And um, how can people reach you uh, when they want to get in contact, get maybe help from you or uh, have a conversation, find out more what you can do for them as well? Thank you so much, Christian. It was great being on the show as well. And, and people can check us out on our website. It's www.marketingzoo.net. You can also follow us on social media. We've got a presence on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, YouTube, and yeah, much more information on our website. If you need to send an email to us, the, the quickest way is by hello at marketingzoo.net. Cool. That's great. So... Uh, I hope you enjoy your evening today. Um, as well, going to relax <laughs> since it's going to be a hot day today. And I'm sure somewhere in the future we'll be having another conversation about digital marketing and similar topics. That would be amazing. Thank you so much. And next time when you are in the Netherlands, be sure to, to let me know. Definitely. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Growth Zone with Christian Barge. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review or rating here on iTunes or on podchaser.com. If you found the content helpful, then share it on social media. I would like to invite you to follow our show so that you don't miss the upcoming interviews with leaders in the market. Simply visit the website follow.prmediareach.com. I will be adding the link also to the description of this episode so that you just need to click on that link. For those of you who are listening and signing up to follow the show, I have reserved a free copy of the ultimate guide on content marketing. This is the strategy that got me top corporate clients like McDonald's, Linde, Hewlett-Packard, Deutsche Bank, Volvo and many others. That strategy has been working for over 10 years. It also got me contacts with police, transport authorities, military and several universities and even leading research institutes. For sure, it also worked wonders as it got me many small, medium-sized entrepreneurs and enterprises as clients. And that even included international clients from all around the world. The link to sign up for our free broadcasting service and the guide is follow.prmediareach.com. That will give you access to the most recent version of my ultimate guide on content marketing. You can follow me as well on Twitter by using the Twitter handle CAPBarge. That's spelled Charlie Alpha Papa Bravo Alpha Romeo Tango Sierra Charlie Hotel. Yes, that is CAPBarge. Charlie, Alpha, Papa, Bravo, Alpha, Romeo, Tango, Sierra, Charlie, Hotel.